At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is our number three of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. That was some very good chatter there with Ryan Kramer along with Sean Green of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Join me in studio that last hour and at GNR Squirty One, got the beautiful photo already up there. So it was tremendous to be able to do a nice deep dive, taking a little bit of a look at college football, taking a look at NFL Week One as well. Coming up a little bit later on during the hour, going to be taking a look at some last minute NFL futures. We've been seeing a lot of movement in terms of the market. I want to mention in the first segment, it is sort of the season of a lot of noise. There's a lot of buildup, there's a lot of people that are getting behind certain teams, and there's folks that are. Not so bullish on quite a few teams. It feels like it winds up getting into a little bit of group think. So I'm going to take you through what I like, what I don't like. If you're still looking to fire in it, keep in mind with regards to a lot of futures wagers with a lot of things you do need to wind up firing it on them a little bit earlier than others. A lot of things like odds to be able to win the Super Bowl. There is some value by being able to wait a few weeks if you think that a team is going to get off to a little bit of a sluggish start as well. So if there are any of those scenarios i'm going to be running through those as well but when it comes to wednesday it's mostly baseball on the card we did wind up seeing some very good WNBA action on tuesday by the way a little bit underrated i know that there's become more and more popularity with regards to betting on the WNBA, and rightfully so good product in my opinion so that was a lot of fun as is the las vegas aces for those of you guys that wound up having a ticket on them we're able to get the job done but let's take a look at what we're getting on the mlb card for wednesday as we're going to lead off with the earliest game. 
This would be 9:51, 9:52 on the board. Well, the earliest game that doesn't involve a double header because we did wind up seeing a pair of those winding up popping up on the board as well. So we're going to go with the earliest traditional game as the Milwaukee Brewers are on the road. They're going to be facing off against the Colorado Rockies. Kyle Freeland is on the bump for Colorado and Eric Lauer looking to help out a Brewers team that is currently heartbroken for the for the Brewers and well, with the Brewers, they're anywhere between minus 133 and minus 135 favorites. Between plus 115, plus 125, your number on Colorado. Total on this game is 11.5, shaded to the over. And I think that the Brewers are going to be able to have a good shot of being able to bounce back here. This is right where I think that there's value with the number. I'm going to lay up to pretty much a minus 134, minus 135 in terms of the Brewers. And when it comes to Milwaukee, no doubt, if you wind up taking a look at the game that we wind up having on Tuesday, brutal but you do have a Brewers team that they still have three guys they're able to give you at least 23 home runs William Adamas, Rowdy Tellez, Hunter Renfro these guys have been able to do a solid job this season then for the Brewers bullpen they still have the upper hand against the Colorado Rockies now when it comes to Colorado Rockies got to be taking a look at them differently home to road this is a Rockies team that they're 37 and 33 at home their road record 21 and if I did the math correctly 46 it has been not so great of a season. 36. 36 losses, but still, it's been really, really bad. Do take a look at this Colorado Rockies team, and with Eric Lauer, he's been giving up the deep ball quite a bit over the course of his last 15 starts. He has a lot of 17 home runs, but still has been able to get in the neighborhood about eight and a half strikeouts per nine innings. His walks per nine rate, that's a little bit over two and a half, so he's been able to do a relatively okay job there. And with the burst, you do wind up backing him up with Guys that are competent out there in the bullpen. And a few guys are able to lend a little bit of length. Brent Suter was a starter by trade. He's been able to pick things up here in the second half of the season. Holby Milner, not necessarily going to be able to lend a lot of length as it's been a little bit more of a rough go of it for him. But they do have Devin Williams going to be available in this game as he has in his last 42 appearances. Give it up just three earned runs. So that winds up helping out the cause. Meanwhile, for the Colorado Rockies, someone like an Alex Calme. I was speaking of home and road splits. Got a sub-3 ERA at home on the road. This winds up going up north of a 450. They're currently dealing with Lucas Gobreth being injured because he was one of those guys that also wound up pitching very well at home on the road. Not necessarily so great, but with the Colorado Rockies, what really stands out in terms of their home and road splits, the power. They get right around 0.6 home runs per game when they're on the road. More like 1.15 home runs per game at home. Randall Gritchick, for example. I always hate bringing this guy up, but... I mean, it's a case in which he's hitting like a 215 on the road, well north of a 300 at home. He wound up having a pair of home runs on Tuesday. He's been able to do a very solid job out there in course. On the road, it's been a little bit more tough for him. You've got someone like a CJ Crone. He's been able to slug out 24 home runs thus far this season. And on the road, he's only had seven of them. And for the Milwaukee Brewers, team that's actually been a little bit more consistent in terms of their bats home to road. They just have not been able to get the same pitching as currently they do have a losing record on the road. So that certainly does wind up factoring in. But I do think that with Kyle Freeland, important to take note of the fact that he's one of the few guys on the Rockies that he has not been playing as well at home rather than on the road. And you may recall Kyle Freeland. He was one of the best first five guys in Colorado a few seasons ago. I believe that that was the 2018 season that he was just absolutely dominant in terms of that first five market. But this year, a 6 cent home area, a road area that's hovering more in the neighborhood about a 375. Not necessarily giving up too much hard contact as his home runs per nine rate, 1.2. When you play out there in Coors Field, that's not great. It's not terrible either, but 
when it comes to Kyle Freeland. Just been a little bit of an ups and down and topsy-turvy sort of season as his ERA ever since the beginning of the month of August. That has been in the neighborhood about a five, so not necessarily too tremendous on that front. Three plus runs surrendered in three out of his last five starts, and it's a bullpen that it does have his question mark. So I do think that the Brewers, after their heart ripped out on Tuesday, they're going to be able to bounce back in this circumstance. I do think that Eric Flower going to be able to keep the ball in the yard as well. Did wind up saying my total a little bit south of 11.5, 11.2, so I'm going to be taking a look at an under and want to lay up to about a minus 135 here with the Milwaukee Brewers. How about if we wind up saying out west and taking a look at an underdog that I think has a little bit of value. 9.53, 9.54. It is the San Francisco Giants. They're on the road. They're facing off against the LA Dodgers. Clayton Kershaw, he goes for the Dodgers, and Alex Cobb is going to be on the bump for San Francisco. And with San Francisco, underdogs of anywhere between plus 210 and plus 223. Dodgers are between minus 250 and minus 245-ish favorites. We're seeing that pretty consistent across the board. A-N-F is the total. Seeing a couple straight nines out there, but mostly seeing A-N-F. And I do like this total under with Clayton Kershaw. You want to keep in mind with him that he wanted pitching just five innings. It is first start back off the injured list against the New York Mets. Actually looked very solid. He only wanted giving up one in in that spot, but also the command was a little bit of an issue. He did wind up giving up three walks as well. And with Clayton Kershaw having all of his back issues, would not be surprised if his normal workload is cut down by about 15 to 20 or so pitches. If you know, on a normal day, he might wind up going seven innings, he might wind up going six in this circumstance as a result. So I do think that that is important to note. And for Alex Cobb, you talk about guys that have been getting relatively unlucky this season. Alex Cobb is towards the top of the list. He's got an ERA that has been north of a 450 all season long on the road. And opponents are hitting right around 290 off of on the road. And you take a look at the advanced numbers and it tells you that this should wind up coming downward just a little bit. He's got a 358 ERA, but a fielding independent of a 284. Certainly not worthy of the 5 and 6 record that he's got, as he has been giving up right around 0.6 home runs per 9 innings, 2.5 walks per 9, north of 9 strikeouts per 9 innings. So all these guys have been able, or all everything that we've been seeing, he's been able to do a solid job on that front. And when it comes to the Giants in general, it has been a case of which. We've been seeing them have relatively good balance in terms of lineup. Jack Peterson has been the main masher. He's been able to supply 21 home runs this season. Fat Wilmer Flores be able to give you a double-digit amount of formers as well. But these two guys, along with Luis Gonzalez, able to throw in there as well. A few other guys like an Austin Slater, Evan Longoria. They're in between about a 250 to 265. You really don't have anyone that's saying north of the 268 that Jack Peterson is right now. But a lot of guys that they do a solid job moving the line. J.D. Davis, ever since he came over from the New York Mets, he's been solid. And you just take a look at the Sally Dodgers lineup. And we wound up seeing it on full display in the Giants bullpen game yesterday. Got so many guys that are just able to supply the boom. As you've got Joey Gallo, Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, Max Muncy, Cody Bellinger. All with between 16 and 19 home runs. Will Smith has 21 with a 350 on base. And then Mookie Betts. What more needs to be said about Mookie Betts? 280 batting average, 350 on base, worth of 30 home runs, plays the field really well. I recognize that many people think that Paul Goldschmidt has the MVP award in the National League, signed, sealed, and delivered, but with what Mookie Betts winds up doing, I think that he deserves a lot of consideration. He has had that good of a season. And Justin Turner, after things were, shall we say, not great towards the beginning of the season, he's gotten his batting average up to a 280. He has to be hitting north of a 320 ever since the beginning of the month of June. He has been able to really pick it up with this team. And then on top of that, speaking of guys, north of a 300 Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, they've been able to do that as well. And 
for the Giants. Your trepidation with this team is right now the bullpen. You can tell how much of a loss it is that they don't have Max, that they don't have Buster Posey because with Buster Posey last season, with a lot of similar bullpen pieces, it's not quite the same bullpen, but it's relatively similar. They were leading the league in terms of bullpen ERA. Matter of fact, they were the only team in the league with a sub three bullpen ERA. This year, they rank in the bottom 10 in terms of bullpen ERAs. They did wind up having to throw Jarlin Garcia yesterday. You saw three guys in the bullpen in John Brebbia, who he was the opener, but he only wound up throwing 13 pitches, along with Alex Young, throw in there Camille Udevall. All these guys have been able to post up a 3-2 ERA or better, and for the Dodgers, it's been the unsung heroes that have been able to come through for this team. I honestly upgrade them a little bit because they did wind up using Craig Kimbrell yesterday because guy has not been too trustworthy. Honestly, the last few weeks, Hasn't been as terrible, but the guys have really been able to come through for them. Guys like Caleb Ferguson, Alex Vasilla, when he was out there, David Price, who's now currently on the injured list, Evan Phillips. These are guys posting up a sub-275 ERA. They've been able to do a great job of bearing down. Like Trine is starting to come back for this team as well. He's been dealing with an injury all season long, so I do think that this is going to be a relatively low-scoring game, but with the Dodgers, they're actually 5-6 and six in Clayton Kershaw's last 11 starts, and I do think that Alex Cobb, He's going to get a little bit more fortunate on those balls and plays when pitching relatively well. So being able to get north of $2 with Alex Cobb and it's calling my name in a game that might be a little bit more grody than a lot of people are expecting. Did wind up saying my total at an 8.3 as well. So I'm going to be diving in on the under and I'm going to be taking a look at the plus price with the San Francisco Giants. And we're talking about West Coast baseball teams, but coming up next, we got to take a look at some West Coast football. Week one is upon us, and there's still a lot of money out there in the futures market. You've seen a lot of movement. I'm going to be taking a look at what futures have been moving correctly and what have not. That is on the flip side right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Banking Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? 
I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Snack time meets game time with the Frito Lay Snacks and Snap Series. Join six free fantasy football contests and draft your best lineups for, to fight for a share of $120,000 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Frito-Lay now to dive in on the action. Frito-Lay, food for the fun of it. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions, they do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. As it is the Greg Peterson experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Folks, the NFL season is less than 48 hours away and... We have been seeing a lot of movement in terms of the futures market. The one thing that I'm not really going to be covering here is really individual player props for the upcoming season. I know that we've been talking quite a bit of fantasy football, and hopefully if you guys have had a fantasy football draft, as I wound up having mine, hopefully we wind up having Devontae Adams have a big year because I wound up investing a lot in him in terms of my auction draft. But most of you guys probably fall in the camp of me. Revealing your entire fantasy football team is not something that you want to hear, so we are not going to be doing this on the Greg Peterson experience. We want a good experience, not a listen to someone ramble about their fantasy football team that I have no involvement with whatsoever, Brant. And many of you guys are probably relating. Many of you guys probably work in an office where you've got fantasy football guy that winds up talking about his team, and you're like, dude, I really do not care. Please, for the love of Pete, I will pay you to stop talking about your fantasy football team every week. So... And as Levias said, we are going to be talking about that on this program. But when it comes to individual player props that you're able to bet on for the upcoming season, I always do just wind up encouraging unders. We were talking about this with Ben Brown and Matt Landis on our football roundtable yesterday. Just when you wind up taking a look at it, injuries wind up popping up more often than you think. And even with in-game player or full game player props. So just for the individual game, you never know if a guy's going to be able to make it through the fourth quarter of those games as well, because football is a very physical sport, especially if you're taking a look at a running back, taking a look at a wide receiver, one wrong step, and someone could wind up turning their ankle. So I always do think that there's more value on unders rather than overs with regards to those props. So with that, not really a lot of value on that front. And I guess you could wind up getting a few ties with regards to win totals. But I mean, when it comes to the season win totals market, I've been talking about this quite a bit. There's just one team in general. I do not encourage betting really either way, and that's the San Francisco 49ers because I'm of the mindset that if you do wind up seeing at some point Jimmy G, which he winds up getting re-signed for this team for the upcoming season, he's going to be the backup to Trey Lance. If things wind up going down the toilet bowl with Trey Lance, honestly, I think that Jimmy G could wind up being a guy that winds up coming in and that could wind up lending some relatively good value for them. So that was the one team that I really crossed off from the season wins perspective. But the one team that 
if I'm taking a look at it, I'm feeling bullish on them. And we have seen the juice on this one wind up going up quite a bit. That's the Baltimore Ravens. Over 9.5 at minus 170, I think that the value is just gone at this point just because you're now laying minus 170. And do I think that the Baltimore Ravens have more than a two-thirds chance of being able to win 9.5 games? Absolutely, but you're able to bet this market in a wide variety of ways. Like, at this point with the Baltimore Ravens, a team that I'm very bullish on for the upcoming season, where I'd be really attacking this is looking at a little bit more of, say, a divisional prop where instead of laying a minus 175 in terms of 9.5 wins, now, you're going to need to probably get a little bit more than 10 wins, in my opinion, for this to come through. But the Ravens at a plus 140 to be able to win the division, that calls my name. Now, the Cincinnati Bengals, they sit at number two at plus 170. And I do think that the hate has went a little bit too far and the regression narrative, it has went a little bit too far on the Cincinnati Bengals. I still think that they're going to be a team that wins 10 plus games. I think that they're going to be very solid out in the AFC North. But I do take a look at this Baltimore Ravens team and I just keep looking at this team and I was talking about this a little bit earlier. There are teams that the more you look at them, the more you like them. The more I look at the Baltimore Ravens, the more I like them. And I think the big key with the Baltimore Ravens is something that we were talking about an hour or two from a little bit more of a college perspective is how many times special teams wind up hurting these these teams at the end of games, the block kick in like Georgia Tech versus Clemson. It's something that wanted coming up and with the Baltimore Ravens, a very sound team because John Harbaugh, He's someone that he actually began his career doing a lot of special teams coaching. I do think that that actually does wind up mattering in this instance. And with the Baltimore Ravens, when it comes to special teams, they've got the most special of special kickers. And his name, that would be, and his name, that would be, oh man, I'm forgetting. Justin Tucker. I, I was trying to introduce his name and I forgot his name when I was trying to say it. Just a little bit of a senior moment from a 29-year-old behind the mic, but you just take a look at Justin Tucker. He, for his career, has been nothing short of automatic for this team. He wound up single-handedly being the reason why they wound up winning that game against the Detroit Lions when he winds up making that record-setting kick. Just absolutely massive having a kicker like that. Now, kickers in the year 2022, they're much more efficient than they were in, say, like 1980, where if you wound up having a guy miss an extra point, that would not be an oddity, but... Having Justin Tucker at the back half of the games, I think that that is just so critical for the team. As last year, he went 35 of 37 on kicks. And this is a guy that for his career, I think that he's something in the neighbor of like 85% on kicks from 55 plus yards. It is incredible what this man has been able to do throughout the entirety of his career. As a matter of fact, 100 of 111 in kicks from 40 to 49 yards. That's something that matters in the back half of games because I'm sure that there's going to be, at the minimum, one game that is won and lost by the Baltimore Ravens due to their kicking game, and credit where credit is due to the Cincinnati Bengals. They do have some relatively solid special teams as well, but I think that that matters for the Baltimore Ravens. They now actually have a running game as well, which that is something that they did not wind up having last season with J.K. Dobbins being out of the fold, and you wind up having an injured Lamar, Lamar Jackson, and I think that it's just so key that this is a Baltimore Ravens team that they were able to even excel with all their lack of weapons last season with Lamar Jackson being able to do all that he did because now I know that there's been a lot made out of the fact that Hollywood Brown now the fold for the scene, but with just evaluating the Baltimore Ravens Jeffs in general the last few seasons, they did a good job of being able to find guys in towards those middle rounds like James Prochet. He was someone that really fell down the board. He came out of SMU. I believe that he was a fifth or sixth round pick. They wound up getting amazing value on him 
Rashad Bateman, he winds up coming in from Minnesota. They wind up being, being sure that, you know what, we wind up losing out on Hollywood Brown, but we've got a guy in Bateman that we think is going to be able to take the mantle. We think that he's going to be able to step up in year number two. And, and he did wind up having seven catches in two out of the team's last five games, so he was able to become a solid target towards the back half of the season. You've got all those running backs in the backfield. The Raiders wind up letting go of Kenyon Drake towards the back half of the regular of the preseason. They wind up picking him up off the sky peep. You can't have enough running backs as they wind up finding out. Still one of the best defenses in all the NFL as well. And for the Cincinnati Bengals, they wound up popping up during the playoffs that they were just, for lack of a better term, a little bit lucky with regards to health because 2021, it was all about who could wind up staying out there on the field, not just with regards to a broken leg and what have you, sort of traditional sense of injuries. But as we know, we wound up having that Omnicron variant that wound up knocking a whole bunch of players out of a whole bunch of games towards the back half of the season as well. The Bengals, out of all teams, they probably did the best job of being able to avoid that. Credit where credit is due, even though I don't think that that's going to be popping up as much this season. But I do think that with the Bengals, he's got a team that maybe they wound up catching some teams a little bit off guard. I do still think that they're going to be a team that when it's all said and done, they do wind up being able to make the playoffs. Season win total is at 10 on them. And I don't encourage a under on the Cincinnati Bengals because what I'm doing here is more of a pro Ravens pick rather than an anti-Cincinnati Bengals pick. And I do think that this is a circumstance where you could wind up seeing both teams wind up going over their season win total, but just wind up having the Baltimore Ravens be a little bit better because for the first time in a long time, I'm relatively down on the Steelers. Now, it's easy to be down on the Steelers because of the quarterbacking situation, but what really stands out to me with the Steelers as well is not only did they wind up having Ben Roethlisberger leave, and I mean, let's call it what it is. That was not Ben Roethlisberger that we were seeing the last few seasons. It was a guy who wore on the back of his jersey the last name Roethlisberger, and it was not the same guy that we recognized, but they didn't really address the offensive line as well as they wound up losing three offensive linemen starters during the from the 2020 season for 2021. It's still not necessarily a great group up front. They've got a little bit more seasoning than last year, but still a lot of question marks there. They're going to be solid on defense, but you got to have trepidations on that front. And then with the Cleveland Browns, the reason why you did wind up seeing the futures market shift a little bit more in the in the north because you do wind up having the Ravens along with the Bengals wind up getting boosted up is because the Browns are going to be without Deshaun Watson for much of the season. Was a big giant unknown, and when it comes to the Browns. Just have my question marks in general when it comes to the team. They wind up being able to pick up Amari Cooper, but with Amari Cooper, how is he going to be able to gel with Jacoby Brissett? The running game, no doubt, it is very solid, but we wind up even seeing Kareem Hunt wind up demanding a trade towards the beginning part of the preseason, demanding a new contract. So there's been a lot that has been going on with this Cleveland Browns team. Does all that noise that they wind up hearing and all the hoopla in general that has been surrounding this team hurt them or I mean, does it wind up becoming a case like we wound up seeing with the Raiders, who they dealt with like 57 and a half different things, wind up being able to rise above it with a good leader in Derek Carr? I don't know if there's there's that leader for the Cleveland Browns that is going to be able to lead them through it. So I do think that the Ravens, they provide a lot of value in the futures market. And I do think that you could wind up seeing a pair of North teams wind up being able to win a double-digit amount of games. Games that we do want to be winning for Wednesday, though, that would be on the baseball diamond. We're going to run through those next right here on the Great Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
It is football season. Betters know that this is when the money is won. Nobody knows football like VSIN, and now it is the time to become a VSIN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and pro football guides. Only VSIN gives you all the tools to prepare for both the college and the pro football seasons with our experts providing profiles on every single team with advanced stats and power rankings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, player awards, and so much more. Sign up early and for a discounted rate of $175, you'll get both guides and full access to VEASAN all the way through the Super Bowl, or for just $40 a month, see everything that VEASAN has to offer to up your sports betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of your options and become a part of the Sports Betting Network, guys. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, and no shortage of things to talk about in terms of the NFL these next few days. We're going to be having our first game on Thursday. It is going to be absolutely glorious as now until the Super Bowl, which means that now through February, we are going to have football every single weekend. That is a very, very good thing. What else is a good thing is that in the meantime, before we wind up getting gas up as Wednesday, fortunately, we do not wind up having football. We saw baseball to bet on and we do have quite a bit of money to be made and Let's take a look at a team that you're able to make money on by pretty much betting against human achievement. 957, 958 on the betting board. The Miami Marlins. They third faceoff against the Philadelphia Phillies. Bailey Falter, hoping to not live up to his name, is going to be going for the Phillies. And Trevor Rogers is going to be going for the Miami Marlins. Mostly seeing eights on the total. I'm seeing a straight seven and a half with the juice on the over in the spot, but mostly seeing eights and with the Philadelphia Phillies, they're anywhere between minus 175 and minus 180 favorites. Between plus 150 and plus 165 is your number on the Miami Marlins. And for the Miami Marlins, it is absolutely mind-blowing what we have seen in terms of this offense. Three runs or fewer in 30 out of their last 33 games. And because they've got quite a few guys currently on the injured list, they do not have a single healthy player that is going to be in the lineup for this game with north of seven home runs. It is for most places in the country right now, September 7th, based on your time zone, and they don't have a single player with north of seven home runs this season. I mean, I just, I can't believe it. It is one of these things in which it is mind-numbing to think that this is possible as they're giving guys like Peyton Butterick, J.J. Belady, guys like this are getting at-bats for the Miami Marlins, and it's just a really sad state of affairs because the starting pitching has actually been really good with the Miami Marlins, and Trevor Rogers has really been the lone albatross for the Miami Marlins. As overall for the season, he's posting up north of a five ERA. It's been a relatively rough run for him, but I am fully convinced that this guy was not right at the beginning part of the season. He's still doing an okay job of being able to get swings and misses overall for his career. That was in the neighborhood about 10.5-ish strikeouts for nine innings that he was able to generate thus far this season. It's been down to more around 8.5, 9, but you can tell that in his last minor league rehab start where he wound up turning six plus innings scoreless. And then in his first start back, he wound up going six innings. He wound up giving up one run that it just looked like the old Trevor Rogers rather than the guy that was the imposter this season, which was not pitching like the guy that we had seen last season. So I do think that him going on the injured list, him being able to get a little bit of rest, that does wind up helping him out as he is back to firing all cylinders. And you've got a guy on the flip side for this team and Bailey Falter that He's been okay, but I do take a look at the fact that in two out of his last four starts, as he has given up three runs or fewer in every one of them, they want to coming against the Pittsburgh Pirates. He has not been pitching against the world's greatest competition. He has been giving up a little bit over a home run and a half per nine innings, so he's been able to hold the ball in the yard once again against teams that 
well, they're far from terrific. That's just as politely as I can wind up putting it. But with Philadelphia Phillies, they do wind up being able to back him up with so many guys. They're able to go yard for you. Kyle Schwarber, he's been able to put up north of 36 home runs this season. And then on top of that, Reese Hoskins, he's went deep 25-plus times. But you take a look at the performance of a lot of these guys, pulse all-star break, and it has been supreme. Like, JT Riamuto has been the best-hitting catcher really since the beginning of the month of July. Hitting above 300 post-all-star break, that has been a big help for this team. And then you've been able to get some good production out of Bryson Stott over the last 35 days. He's been able to hit north of a 275 stuff. He's, his bat has been able to emerge for a team that they were a little bit top-heavy, but now they also wind up bringing back Bryce Harper. Harper, since coming off the injury list, has not went deep, but what he has been able to do is been able to move the line, ending above a 300 stuff. You've got good play there for the Phillies. They are dealing with some bullpen woes as been a little bit up and down in terms of bullpen this season. No doubt it's been much better ever since Joe Girardi wound up leaving the fold, but they have two guys that are key that are currently injured. Corey Canable and looks like Corey Canable is out for the rest of the season and Sir Anthony Dominguez has been going through ailments as well, but right and you're able to throw in there as well. Even someone like a Connor Brogdon, these guys have been able to step up. They've been able to do a relatively quality job for the team and on the flip side for the Miami Marlins. Not like this bullpen is going to be remembered for their greatness or anything like that, but Stephen Okert has been able to give you a sub-3 ERA. Richard Blyer, Dylan Floro, they give you relatively solid performances, and as long as they keep giving me pretty much sevens or greater on these totals, I'm going to continue to take them under. With it being Trevor Rogers against Bailey Falter, I went a little bit higher on this total on my handicap at a 7.1, but at a 7.5, I'm on the under, and on an 8, I'm certainly on the under in this spot. There's just no real taking overs. With regards to the Miami Marlins, until they show you any sort of a hint of a paw, of a pulse when it comes to their offense. So it's a spot in which I'm taking a look at the under when it comes to the Philadelphia Phillies. On the money line, I did wind up saying them at a minus 168. I need a big plus price for the Miami Marlins because, once again, these starting pitchers, they go out, they lend relatively good stars. They just have absolutely no help whatsoever around them. If you're taking a look at the run line of the Philadelphia Phillies, Find that in the neighborhood of about a plus 115 to a plus 120. So this is a circumstance where I'm going to be waiting a little bit more because the Phillies, they open up more around a minus 185 favorite. We have seen this come down in a lot of spots, about 10 to 15 cents. I'm going to see if I'm able to get more like a minus 165-ish on the money line, be able to reduce the juice because I do think that the Phillies pull it off. I just have my trepidation as to whether or not that is going to be by multiple runs with the Miami Marlins just playing eyesores of games, to put it politely. And let's take a look at a game in which most places have the total off the board, but you've got your money line that is currently up there. 959-960. The Cincinnati Reds, they're on the road facing off against the Chicago Cubs as Javier Assad is going to be going for the Cubs and Mike Miner is going to be going for the Cincinnati Reds. Right now, the only place that has a number up on this total, that'd be Circa. It is an 8 and the juice is both ways, minus 110 on each side and with Avi, with Javier Assad and company finding the Cubs between minus 142 and minus 145 favorite. Between plus 125 and plus 130 is your number on the Cincinnati Reds. And for Javier Assad, there's going to be a regression that's going to be coming in. If you have seen his first two starts, he went 10 innings. He gave up one run. But in that first start that he wound up having against the St. Louis Cardinals, he had to have stranded at minimum eight guys on base in five innings. And you just take a look at the numbers in general. He's got a 1.6 whip and a 0.90 ERA. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of these cases where it is going to wind up reverting back to the mean a little bit. Not necessarily the world's highest strikeout guy. 5.4 strikeouts per nine innings thus far at the big league level. At the minor league level this year, right around nine strikeouts per nine innings. You'd like to see it be 
closer to 10, 10 and a half, if at all possible. He gave out right around three walks per nine innings at the minor league level. He wasn't great. He wasn't terrible. He's got the better lineup around him, even with Wilson Contreras along with Patrick Wisdom being out of the fold because both of these guys are your two guys for this bunch. I've been able to hit 20 plus home runs, but I just can't back Mike Miner in this spot. Mike Miner has been performing a little bit better recently, but for Miner, major disappointment as he is allowing in terms of home runs per nine rate at a 2.1, three and a half walks per nine innings, career low in strikeouts. This guy just has not been able to find it all season long and it's been consistent home to road. He's got a 598 ERA overall, north of a 550 ERA both at home and on the road. And he's backed up by a bullpen that ranks dead last in the big leagues in terms of ERAs. You've right now got Alexis Diaz, who's been great. He's been able to give you a sub-2 ERA. Ian Gabo, I guess that you're able to throw in their Buck Farmer. They've been able to give you a 4 ERA, but you need a little bit more than that to be able to trust in the Cincinnati Reds team. As every year said, Martin, throw in there even someone like a... Someone like a Hunter Strickland, all these guys, they've been posting up north of five ERAs. It's just been rampant with this team. And for the Chicago Cubs, bullpen has begun to regress as well because they wound up trading away at the trade deadline. Someone like a David Robertson, they wind up dishing out Michael Givens as well. So you're relying upon Rowan Wick, who's been inconsistent all season long. Brandon Hughes has been solid, but you do have your ailments there. And for the Cincinnati Reds, very much a top-heavy lineup. Guys like Aristide Aquino, Jose Barrero, guys that are at the bottom of the fold for the team. They've not been able to come through along with a guy like an Austin Romine, but at the top, you got Donovan Solano hitting a 300. You got Jonathan Indias doing a good job of moving the line. He and Kyle Farmer have been able, able to hit in that neighborhood of a 260. Someone like a TJ Friedel has been able to do a solid job as well. So the Reds, they do have some firepower in offense. Now, the reason why this total is off the board, and I think that it's so important to highlight it's because of the Wrigley Field win. You're going to notice this with a lot of books. They won't post up a number until the AM, but at last check, I was seeing the win hovering in the neighborhood about eight miles per hour for this game, blowing in. So that is going to knock down balls just a little bit, but neither of these teams are necessarily teams that rely upon the home runs, especially with the ailments that you've got with the Chicago Cubs. I think that they're going to be able to get to both pitchers at an eight. I would certainly be willing to take a look at an override. If you're looking at the money line, which most people have available to them right now, want to lay up to a minus 155 with the Cubs. So looking at an over and looking at the Cubs and in the final segment of the Greg Peterson experience, give it up my DK Nation pick for the diamond on Wednesday right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook all season long. Bet Rivers is your go to. For all things football related, check out BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app for the latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and so much more. Every week, BetRivers has unique sports, has unique football specials to help you win big. Cheer on your favorite teams and your favorite players with BetRivers. It's a whole new game as it is the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. And coming up, 4 a.m. Pacific Time, 7 a.m. Eastern. It is Follow the Money. Mitch Moss, Paul Howard, they're going to be taking it through as it is going to be absolutely glorious to see what we wind up getting this week in the NFL. I know that these guys are getting prepped up for it every single day. They always deliver the goods, so looking forward to that. And here in the final segment, what I'm looking forward to, a little bit of baseball and a little bit of a pro tip. I wound up giving it out last segment, beaston.com slash subscribe. You wind up getting pro tips when you wind up subscribing to us. We give out one every hour, so... That's 20 a day. You're able to sort them by show. You're able to sort them as well by sport. But one that I want to giving out, Wrigley Field totals. Always do note that the Wrigley Field total, it is based on the win. As a result, typically you're not going to be able to get an overnight number on the total. Rare exceptions. The folks over here at Circa, they typically do wind up posting up the first of the totals. And they typically will give you an overnight number. They are right now, as I take a look at it, the only book that is giving you an overnight number. So, be mindful of that if you're looking to fire in on this Cubs versus Reds game. And just be mindful of that in general moving forward when it comes to taking a look at games out there in Wrigley Field. Because it does wind up making things a little bit wonky if you, like myself, are someone that you'd like to be able to fire in on a lot of overnights. Because, well, you're not going to be able to get too much of an overnight on that one. But with that said, what you are able to get is a total on this game. As we wind up going by DK Nation pick as it is 965, 966 on the board. The Detroit Tigers... They're going to be on the road. They're going to be facing off against the LA Angels. Patrick Sandoval is going to be on the bump for the Angels. And Drew Hutchinson goes for the Detroit Tigers. 8.5 is the total in most spots. I'm seeing a couple straight nines. And this was a number that it was nine for quite a while during the evening time. Towards the nighttime slash very, very early a.m. If you're out there on the East Coast, 
they wind up flipping back to 8.5, which is the opener on this game. And with the Tigers, in terms of their plus price, second between plus 165 and plus 180, minus 195 to minus $2 is your number on the LA Angels. And I think that this is a pretty fair number right now on the LA Angels. In terms of the run line, I would need a little bit of a plus price. And right now we're finding that in a lot of spots, right around even money to minus 105. So I'm sort of in holdout mode right now because if I were to take the Tigers, I would need a little bit north of a plus 185 on that. Right now I'm not, not finding much more than a plus 180. So overnight line movement is going to be dictating. I wind up playing the side, whether that be money line or run line, pretty much. It's a case in which I'm either taking a look at the Detroit Tigers plus price or the run line of the LA Angels. I don't have a lot of interest in laying right around minus 195, minus $2 on them. But what I've got interest in is a total. This is going to be the write-up. I'm going to be taking a look at the under with the Detroit Tigers. Three runs or fewer have been generated in all of their games that have been played in regulation in their last eight. So that has been an issue for the Detroit Tigers team, to say the least. And they're averaging three runs per game on the road. That is the worst mark that we are finding in the big leagues right now. And with the LA Angels, it's been a very top-heavy lineup. As you've got the top four guys in David Fletcher, Luis Renifo, Shoy Otani, Mike Trout. They're only in between about a 265 to a 275. They've been able to do a very solid job of being able to move the line. And as we know with Trout and Otani, both of these guys are able to go deep. They've got to combine 63 home runs between the two of them now after what we wound up seeing on Tuesday. But when you wind up getting into just the entire catcher spot. We don't need to name off the three catchers. Everyone that the Angels have been trotting out there at the catcher spot, they have all not been able to hit. Along with Andrew Velasquez, Joe Adele, these are guys bringing a 225 or lower. That's been an issue for them. And for the Detroit Tigers, I mean, let's just try to name off anyone that can hit. I, I guess Willie Castro has been able to get on base. Harold Ramirez is, or, yep, Harold Castro, I should say. He's been able to about a 275, but it's been really tough because Guys like Jameer Candelario, Jonathan Scope is a little bit banged up, Spencer Torkelson, Cody Clements, Akil Badu. Let's just go down the line of guys hitting a 220 or lower for this team. It is the month of September, and their leader in home runs right now is 12. It's been really sad to take a look at this Detroit Tigers offense, and they got a bullpen that has been able to do a relatively solid job and has been able to keep them in quite a few games. This is a bullpen for the Tigers that ranks ninth in terms of ERA. Gregory Soto has been a relatively lights-out closer. Has been a little bit more iffy recently, but certainly has been able to sling some fire, has been able to do a solid job for the team all season long. And then on top of that, got guys like Joey Menez, Jose Cicerno. They're able to come in and do their job. And when it comes to the Angels, you typically don't associate them with great bullpen pitching, but ever since the beginning of the month of August, so got about a 35-day sample size on this, they rank in the top five in terms of bullpen ERA. Guys like on. Guys like Andrew Watts, Jose Quijada, these are guys who have really been able to step up and have been able to do a nice job when it comes to this bullpen. And then they've got a guy in Patrick Sandoval who he just does not allow home runs. Six home runs surrendered across 22 starts, overall 122 innings. He's been doing it both at home and on the road. He's getting a little bit over nine strikeouts per nine innings. It's been relatively impressive to watch him operate all season long. And it's been a case in which he's knocked himself a little bit early out of games with his walks as he's been giving up right around three and a half walks per nine innings, but has been able to tame that down a little bit more recently. And as a result, two runs or fewer surrendered in each out of his last six starts. He comes in good form. Drew Hutchinson, he comes in in solid form as well. Three earned runs or fewer allowed in each out of his last seven starts. He gives up less than a home run per nine innings. So something that I did wind up factoring in is if you're out here on the West Coast, much like myself, 
Been a little bit of a warmer temperatures the last few days, and this is going to be a day game. And when it comes to a lot of these West Coast ballparks in Los Angeles, both of the LA ballparks, Oakland, you're able to throw in there Seattle. The ball does wind up flying a little bit more during the daytime rather than the nighttime, so always do want to be factoring that in. But got two offenses that they really don't impress me. The Angels, other than their top four, they don't have a lot. The Detroit Tigers just have nothing to speak of whatsoever. Both of these bullpens starting to fire on all cylinders, so I'm going to be writing up for DK Nation, the under, and then when it comes to the side, as I alluded to a little bit earlier, it's going to be a case in which I'm going to be evaluating this a little bit more overnight as to how I'm going to be playing that. How about if we wind up going to the trop as we wind up going 969-970 on the betting board, the Tampa Bay Rays, they play us to the Boston Red Sox. Nick Pavetta, he gets a start for the Red Sox, and Jeffrey Springs is on the bump for the Tampa Bay Rays. Rays between minus 160 to minus 165 favorites, between plus 140 and plus 150. Your number on Boston with the total of seven, and juice is all over the place. I'm seeing one total of which the under is minus 120. I'm seeing the under as low as minus 105, so do shop around accordingly on that front end. If you're able to get even money on the over, I do like it because I do want to say my total a little bit north of seven. When it comes to Nick Pavetta, he's actually been able to do a little bit of better job on the road rather than at home. His ERA winds up dropping by nearly a full point. He still does wind up giving up in the neighborhood about 1.3 home runs per nine innings. So that is a little bit of a worry spot. And I was talking about the recent good play of the LA Angels bullpen. How about if we talk about the recent absolutely terrible play of the bullpen that we have for the Boston Red Sox as post-all-star break, dead last in the big leagues in terms of ERA. They wound up DFAing Austin Davis as he was not performing very well for the team. And then past that, you've got Eduardo Bazardo along with Ryan Brazier, Matt Barnes, throwing their jersey familia, four different guys, posting up north of a five ERA. John Schreiber, Garrett Woodlock, they're relatively okay, but that's all there is to speak of. And with the way that we have been seeing our good friend and Nick Pavetta get tattooed against the Tampa Bay Rays, that's an issue because he has made two starts against the Tampa Bay Rays this season, 10 and two-thirds innings. It's a lot of 12 runs against them. Meanwhile, for the Tampa Bay Rays, not a team that's going to go out there and it's going to hit a bunch of home runs. Randy Arozarena, he is the only guy with north of 18 home runs for the team. And he and Isaac Paredes, really the only two guys. They both slug out a double-digit amount of homers. So I do think that that is something that winds up hurting this team. You've got Manuel Margot, who's been able to hit right around a 300 for this bunch. He winds up coming in off the injured list. That helps out. Harold Ramirez has been able to hit a 330 as well. So these guys coming in off the injured list, that's a good sign. Now, they do have Wander Franco. He is someone that is trying to rehab. It looks like he wound up having a little bit of a setback in his last start. So that has been a little bit of an issue for the Tampa Bay Rays. But this team just slings it in terms of their bullpen. Jason Adam, a sub-2 ERA. You wind up getting back JT Chargois along with Pete Fairbanks. Chargois was the opener that we wound up seeing in the game on Tuesday. But with that said, still a lot of pieces for the Tampa Bay Rays bullpen. So I do think that they're going to be able to do a masterful job with their bullpen of being able to get the W in this spot. I did wind up saying the Rays right around about a minus 150-ish in terms of the number that I'm taking a look at with them. When it comes to the run line, find that right around a plus 130. I would like to see this get a little bit closer to about a plus 140 in this spot. I do think that the Rays should be rightfully a favorite, but I do think that this is a number that's going up a little bit too far. The Rays, they started out as a minus 170 favorite. They're down to a minus 160. Waiting to see if this winds up moving a little bit more, but I really like here the fact that we've got a 7 that I'm able to take a look at with regards to the over end. Something else that we're taking a look at, week one of the NFL season. It is coming up before we know it. It is going to be here 
Thursday evening, and we've got you covered with a little bit of everything. Football here on VSIN, and coming up next, we got you covered with something else great. Follow the money, 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on VSIN, Esports Bank Network. Regular season football is just around the corner. The VEASAN team has been prepping all summer for this. Whether you're betting on futures, looking for contest strategy, or building your own power ratings, VEASAN has everything you need. Get all the latest from our lineup of experts, NFL veteran experts, NFL veteran experts, NFL veteran experts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.